0: Hi, I'm Ashton, and we are back with our last episode of our podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the Oklahoma City bombing. The Oklahoma City bombing was a domestic terrorist truck bombing of the Alfred P. Murr Federal Building in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, United States, on Wednesday, April 19, 1995. Perpetrated by the anti-government extremists Timothy Vigge and Terry Nichols, the bombing happened at 9.03 a.m. and could at least 168 people injured more than 680 others, and destroyed more than one-third of the building, which happened to be demolished. The blast destroyed or damaged 324 other buildings within the 16-block radius, shattered glass in 258 nearby buildings, and destroyed or burned 86 cars, causing an estimate of $652 million worth of damage. Local, federal, and worldwide agencies engaged in intensive rescue efforts in the wake of the bombing. The Federal Emergency Management Agency activated 11 of its Urban Search and Rescue Task Force, consisting of 665 rescue workers who assisted in the rescue and recovering operations. Until the September 11th attack in 2001, the Oklahoma City bombing was the deadliest terrorist attack in the history of the United States, other than the Tesla race masquerade. It remains one of the deadliest acts of domestic terrorism in U.S. history. Within the 90 minutes of the explosion, Vague was stopped by Oklahoma City patrolman Charlie Hang for driving without a license plate and arrested for illegal weapon possession. Forensic evidence quickly linked McVague and Nichols to the attack. Nichols was arrested and within days were both charged. Michael and Lori Forder were later identified as accomplices. McVeigh, and a veteran of the Gulf War and a sympathizer of the U.S. militant movement, and a, had a Ryder truck rental full of explosives, he parked in front of the building. Nichols had assisted the bomb's preparation. Motivated by his dislike for the U.S. federal government and unhappy about its handling of the ruby rig incident in 1992 and the Waco seg in 1993, McVeigh timed his attack to coincide the second anniversary of the fire that ended the egg in the branch compound in Waco, Texas. The official FBI investigation known as the Oak Bomb involved 28,000 interviews, 3.5 short tons of evidence, and nearly 1 billion pieces of information. The bombers were tried and convicted in 1997. Sentenced to death, McVeigh was executed by lethal injection on June 11, 2001 in the U.S., federal in Terre Haute, Indiana. Nichols was sentenced to a life in prison in 2004. Michael and Lori Forder testified against and Nichols. Michael Fortier was sentenced to 12 years in prison for failing to warn the U- United States government and Lori received immunity from prosecution in exchange for her testimony. In response to the bombing, the U.S. Congress passed an Effective Death Penalty Act of 1996 which tightened the standards for the corpus in the United States. It also passed legislation to increase the protection around federal buildings to detour future terrorist attacks. On April 19, 2000, the Oklahoma City National Memorial was dedicated on the site of the Murr Federal Building commemorating the victims of the bombing. Remembrance services are held every year on April 19th at the time of the explosion. While investigating the VIN of an axle of the truck using the explosion and the remnants of the license plate, federal agents were able to link the truck to a specific rider rental agency in Junction City, Kansas. Using a sketch created with the assistance of Eldon Elliott, owner of the agency, the agents were able to implicate vague in the bombing. He was also identified by Lee McGown of the Dreamland Motel, who remembered him parking a yellow rider truck in the lot. He had signed in under his road name at the motel using an address that matched one on his forged license and the charge sheet at the Perry Police Station. Before signing his road name at the motel, he used false names for his transactions. However, McGown noted people are so used to signing their own name that when they go to sign a phony name they almost always go to write then look up for a moment as if to remember the new name they want to use. That's what he did and when he looked up I started talking to him and it threw him. After an April 21st 1995 court hearing on the gun charges but before McVeigh's release federal agents took him into custody as they continued their investigation into the bombing. Rather than to talk to investigators about the bombing, he demanded an attorney. Having been tipped off by the police arri- by the arrival of the police and helicopters that the bombing suspected was inside, a restless crowd began to gather outside the jail, while McVeigh's requests for a bulletproof vest or transport by helicopter were denied. Authorities didn- did use a helicopter to transport him from Perry to Oklahoma City. Federal agents obtained a warrant to search the house of his father, Bill, after which they broke down the door and wired the house and telephone without listening devices. FBI investigators used the door and wired the house with telephone and listening devices. FBI investigators used the resulting information gained along with the fake address he had u- been using to begin their search for the Nichols brother, Terry and James. On April 21, 1995, Terry Nichols learned that he was being hunted, and turned himself in. Investigators discovered incriminating evidence at this home. nitrate and blasting caps, the electric drill used to drill out locked in the quarry, books on bombing making, a copy of Hunter novel by William Luther Pierce and founder of Chairman of the National Alliance and White Nationalist Group, and a hand-drawn map of downtown Oklahoma City on which the the Murr Building, and the spot where McVeigh's getaway car was hidden were marked. After a nine-hour interrogation, Terry Terry Nichols was formally held in federal custody until his trial. On April 25, 1995, James Nichols were also arrested, but he was released 32 days due to lack of evidence. McVeigh's sister, Jennifer, was accused of illegally mailing immunization to McVeigh, but she was granted immunity in exchange for testifying against him. An American man traveling from his home to Oklahoma City to visit the family on Jordan on April 19, 1995, was also arrested, concerned that Middle Eastern terrorists could have been behind the attack. Further investigation cleared the man of any involvement in the bombing. Within 48 hours of the attack, with the assistance of General Services Administration, the targeted federal officers were able to resume operation in other parts of the city. According to Mike Potok, Director of Intelligence Project at the Southern Poverty Law Center, his organization tracked another 60 domestic, smaller-scale terrorist plots from 1995-2005. Several of the plots were uncovered and prevented, while others caused various infractions, damage, deaths, or other disruptions. He revealed that in 1996, there were approximately 858 domestic militants and other anti-government groups but the number had dropped to 152 by 2004. Shortly after the bombing, the FBI hired an additional 500 agencies' investigation potential domestic violence attacks. This is to prevent most of the attacks that could happen today.